Welcome to Houndsy, the Steel Army podcast. I'm Dan Yost, and it's a, a little, a little empty in the in the Houndsy virtual studio tonight because there's only one person with me. But uh, she's going to carry the the workload for like two or three other people who all apparently have lives tonight. It's, uh, it's Ariana. <laughs> What's good? Hi, happy to be back. Happy to be. I mean, carrying the whole houndsy. Let's be honest yes, here, right? Correct. Um, yeah, I'm excited. This will be. This will be interesting. I don't think I've ever done it with just two. There's always been three when I when I've been on it. So we will clip that quote and make it out of context. Is all you want? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that seems to happen a lot. Yeah, that to seems me. to be the role you're on right now. I mean, For not that sure. not that the gif. Uh, is as any at all out of context. Those are the words I said. I mean, that's right. There's um, there's a lot of context there, but the quote yeah. itself will then be used out of context for sure. Absolutely. So, what's it like uh, continuously not having having a life uh, every Wednesday night um, to be on this podcast? You know, weirdly enough, this has been on my schedule as this has become. You know, on people will ask me to do things on Wednesday, and I'll say, you know what? No, I have Houndsy to record, so I have rearranged my schedule to to make it fit. Um, nice. But I also don't currently have a job, so I can definitely see that when people have normal human jobs, that they probably have other things going on in their life. So fair enough. And. I've started watching uh, Ted Lasso, so that is all that is distracting me at the moment. So, are you on the? Just are you started. on the? Are you are you on the pro Ted Lasso train right now? I, I'm liking it. It started popping up on my TikTok um, as you know suggested videos, and so I was like, you know what? So I I, I snagged a friend's Apple TV, um, and so I started watching it. I'm like four or five episodes in, and I'm. Um, I'm liking it so far. Definitely not what I expected, but I'm I'm liking to I'm you know keen to see where it goes. Fair enough. I can work with that. The hounds were at home this past weekend. There was there was five thousand plus people there to watch it, and they scored twice. And the Toros from the Rio Grande Valley scored zero times, and that's. Three points for the good boys. Um, all good things. Let's let's start by looking at this lineup. Uh, a couple of changes forced from a pair of red cards, uh, Mertz and Ordonez, and the lineup ends up looking something exactly like this: Jamali Wait in net. The first big change is basically just three along the black along the back. No. No fullbacks as we would define them with, uh, you know, Dos Santos, usually your, your left back. Uh, your bear has been kind of the right back for a while. But uh, three in the back, uh, the recently signed but been with the team for a while, Asamanu. Joe Farrell plays the central of these three three backs. Dos Santos uh, on the left side but still not as a, as a left back. Into the midfield, Rivera and Biasi play kind of your wing back, your your uh, not fullbacks, but kind of wing backs. Mark Bear, Forbes in the center of that midfield. Tony Lopez playing the the ten spot, playing the ten role, which is the the shocker 
to me of all this. And then Kizza comes back into the lineup and has a striking uh, partnership with uh, Chico Aldiqua. Ariana, what uh, when you we saw this lineup? Well, first when we saw this lineup, everyone in the parking lot was going, "What the hell formation are we playing?" And then you find <laughs> out. And then uh, so, what what were your thoughts when you saw? And then we saw how it was actually being deployed on the field. I so while we were filming last week, I wrote a little post-it note of what my projected lineup was going to be, and I left it on my computer. So that when when we were filming today, I could go back to it and see. I can confidently say that I got nine correct. So I'm 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 excited that right. I, I was able to choose. None of them were in the right position, though. Well, some of them were, but um, uh, I, I hope I you got the goalie right. I, well, yes. So I'm I'm um, going to assume. Let me. Can I guess the two? Yeah. I'll go Asamanu. Yeah. And ooh, Biasi? No, I had Biasi playing. So it had to be Lopez. Yeah. Okay. I had Hogan for Osmanu and Burke failing for Lopez. Those are my two incorrect uh, locations. But I also had Biasi playing in the back, which... He didn't, really. And, yeah. I mean, I had, I was, I, I can, I, I'm excited that I got nine right, which which was surprising, but I'm still not, not happy that we didn't see failing play again. It, sometimes which, you have to be punished for scoring awesome goals. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. I mean, he was on the bench, which is better than last week, but still racking up his DNPs. But yeah, yeah, that one surprised me. But um, Osamanu played some good minutes, so I'm, I'm. He played the whole game, so I'm excited to see and him and Nate play complimentary. Um, I like that back line as much as I like Ordonez, and I don't want him to be out any longer than he has to be um that that back three did wonders i i think they played really really well so um i'm not mad that i got that one wrong um but yeah i i think that it was a weird lineup i saw it and i think i turned to someone and i said kit where who i just couldn't put it into words i i couldn't have told you what the format was going to be just looking at the lineup yeah, I mean, because when they they list the the players roughly back to front, but that gives you no indication of yeah we're playing three across the back, five across the black, across the back, whatever. It it just it was it was a it was a an un it was a very Bob like in that he threw in a, a wrinkle that no one was expecting, but then it was very un Bob like because I maybe not never, but it's 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 been a hot minute since he's done a true three in the back. And then pushing pushing the the wings up from being more fullbacks to kind of this this uh, this wing back. I mean, I'm I'm thinking back to like Ryan James type of stuff, which is what we're seeing here. Um, but what it resulted in was a a high pressing 
mindset from this team. Yes, RGV had more passes, more possession, da 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 da, da. But in terms of, of having the ball in dangerous areas or having the ball for sustained, like, lengthy periods of time, it didn't really happen. It was weird to see a Hounds team be so press-heavy, and I, I liked what I saw, if that's fair enough to see uh, or to say. I mean, I could I could ask the question of you, I mean, were you surprised by this? And the answer is going to be a pretty obvious yes. And since we now know what the score is, you know, it's going to be easy to say, well, obviously it worked and I liked it. But if someone told you when the lineup came out, this is how the formation is going to be and this is going to be the, the general concept of how to break down uh, RGVs with a high press and and just get more bodies into the midfield, what would have what would your thoughts have been? I I would have been surprised. I mean, I don't – I. We've seen Bob play heavy in the back before, and maybe he's realizing that that isn't working with the current bench that he has. But I, to pull them so far up into the midfield and just stack the midfield really surprised me. But the more that I think about it, and you know, the more that I dissected the game and you know looked at, back at what it was, we have complained a lot about failure to control the ball in the midfield. And obviously we can't be the only ones knowing, you know, seeing this. So maybe this is Bob's reaction to our inability to maintain possession uh, in that midfield or just steal possession. But with that being said, and you had posted this, I think right after the game, um, RGV dominated on almost all statistics through the entire game, including passes and um, duels won. And it just, I don't know how this worked. It worked. And I'm so happy that it worked, but it almost feels like it shouldn't have. So I don't, I, I think that, you know, we might see more of more pull into that midfield than we're used to. Um, but I, I, this surprised me and I don't, I don't know. And the whole game was, it just threw me off. They have us in passes. They have us beat on every single pa uh, pass statistic, except for accurate crosses. We have three and they had two that blows my mind. So the fact that, and, 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 I don't know if they just, I mean, our defense was on top of it. Um, they did not get a single shot on target the entire game. Um, and it just was, I don't, I, I don't think, and I think you said this, um, you posted the stats and you said, you know, which team won or something along that line. Yeah. And I definitely would not have assumed that we, based on just looking at the statistics alone, it just it it's a weird it's weird. But all, um, but I, all of those passes and all of that possession were were in very undangerous, non dangerous, undangerous, um, in areas lacking danger. Yeah. 
And and I mean, like, like refer back to the shots. RGV gets six of them, gets six of them and off, two off target, four get blocked, which is also a testament to uh, the Hounds blocking up the midfield and and the shooting and passing lanes when they got into the defensive third. What I think is also very telling about it is of those six shots, RGV took four of them from outside the box because we weren't. They definitely weren't getting the chances. They weren't getting open looks inside the eighteen. And this, like, what a a Bob Lilly type of defensive presence of, we'll give you the ball, we'll give you space in your half of the field in, in the, the middle third to, to do what you want to do, but when you, you get up close to the box, we're stacking the bodies up there, we're forcing you to take bad shots from, from distance, and when you do, we're going to have bodies in front of the way that, that you're not even going to get them through to the keeper. It it I didn't appreciate as much in I mean as you a lot of times you don't do appreciate how good it was uh, from the Paul Child stand but then on replay it just it was really really nice to to watch that concerted effort of of clogging up the midfield and forcing them to take their chances from from distance on on the most part. Um, in terms of the the goals for for Pittsburgh, I I love them both for different reasons. Uh, I've been pounding the table about crosses to nothing forever, and so now we get one goal where what was it? Uh, Biasi uh, gets the ball into, and if anyone listens to to the Scuff podcast or anything like that, you'll you'll know the the reference here. Gets the ball into the Man City zone and then drops one back out there. Uh, not drops, but it's not a cross, but puts in a, a heavy ball that uh, Chico gets gets his chest on and, and chests the ball in for a goal. And then the other one is not a cross per se because we're not get, the the ball's not coming all the way down towards the end in, uh, to the the goal line, but from outside and above the eighteen, just putting in a, a ball into the mixer. And as a byproduct of getting all these bodies into the midfield and up in into this, this this clogged up area, you have of all people, Kenny Forbes getting ahead on it for a goal. Um, it was nice seeing these chances being created and being converted, not following the chuck it down the wing, cross it, and hope someone gets there type of thing. Uh, I. It, this all felt like a bit of a turning of the page for this team. I'm I'm thinking back to 2019 when they played down in uh, down at Atlanta too, where the team was kind of okay, good but not great, and then it all turned that night, and they went on to have a obviously a very nice season. This to me felt a little bit like the it started to click in terms of of being smart with the ball in terms of how to generate chances that have that are going to be higher XG and, and better for conversion while also putting in a new wrinkle defensively to, to limit what the R team's going to see. Uh, I, I, I'm going to tag in because I've monologued for long enough, but kind of what are your, your <laughs> overarching thoughts on, on this game, both offensively, defensively and, 
and how this compares to what we've seen in from the first five games of the year. This felt a lot like, you know, the lily ball we've been talking about. This felt, you're exactly right, like we're turning a page, everything's clicking into place. We've gotten, you know, and I was nervous. You know, we, we lost a, a pretty substantial midfield presence and a pretty su- substantial defensive presence for this game. And so I was, you know, nervous and kind of unsure going into it, but it clicked so well. And I don't know, you know, if it was the loss, the you know, so- something in that loss just, you know, affected them enough that they were like this isn't the this isn't this isn't what we're playing this isn't what we want to show I'm glad that it clicked six games into it um and it's something we've said time and time again that that there was some disjunction not happening um there was some kind of confusion or um just no communication we were losing those crosses now (laughs) I will say I think that both those goals felt like an accident. Um, pretty sure after the first goal, the announcers even said, oh, is that an own goal? Um, I did not see, and watching it over and over again, I did not see how how he could have read that ball. Um, but it went in, and that was, they were both beautiful goals, but they really felt like accidents, which I'm here for. I mean, let's let's thrive off of these surprising you know not beautiful shots that's something that I think that we've been trying to get these like perfect crosses and then into the back of the net these really pretty highlight worthy shots but if you're looking at the goals that have come and the goals that have been significant and the ones that we love the most are these kind of wonky uh you probably couldn't do it again if you tried shots uh, that just, that's what we need. So, you know, we say all the time in this stand, you know, shoot the puck or shoot the ball, you know, just get it, shoot it. If you put it on target 10 times, it's better than putting it on target one time. Just get the ball towards the net. And I think that that's what this was. And I think that now we're kind of feeling that we don't need them to be perfect. We don't need it to be this beautiful cross to Tola and then Tola just sinks it in you know we've seen that not work one too many times so now we're seeing these weird positions these weird lineups you know putting people in places where we don't expect them um, playing in a position that is feels really weird looking at it but it worked really well Um, I liked Dequa and uh, Kizza in the front there that felt natural. Um, I've always been, I'm a huge fan of Kizza and I, I, you know, love that we brought him back and, you know, he's making a presence on the team. I've missed him the last couple of games. It just felt like there was something funky. Um, but having those two up there, I think really got those shots, got those chances for us. Um, and I just, I don't know, it was very strange. And then Kenny Forbes off, off the head um he just it was a beautiful shot (laughs) both of those I mean they weren't perfect but they were fantastic shots and we definitely needed that it definitely felt like you know after a couple of draws and then the loss last week just 
you know, it felt like all of us were kind of on edge. We were sitting there waiting with our fingers crossed, with our, you know, you know, fists clenched, just figure, you know, figure something out. And this game just felt so satisfying. Um, but what those and, two, what those two goals had in common? Go on, sorry. No, I, I just, I think we played very exceptionally well this this game, and I, and I, it's Lily Ball. Lily Ball is back. What those two goals had in common, and what we haven't seen enough of, is they were both the byproducts of getting guys up above the six yard box, and and then getting the ball there. As opposed to, again, crosses beyond the, the back post, uh, run it down there, and and then bouncing it back out to the top of the 18. This was getting getting bodies above the six-yard box. So now you're eight eight to ten yards out, kind of around the penalty area, getting bodies there, and then and then getting a good ball whipped into that area for someone to get get onto. I mean, in the case of one person, he plays it has to play it off his chest because it comes in that fast from a short distance and there one it gives again of all people kenny forbes a chance to get his head on it um and that's to me what what's been missing is just not getting this feels very much like i'm talking hockey here but like just get bodies in front of the net and it, it happened and then you yeah. whip a ball in there and and bada boom bada bing you got you got two goals from a combined what the those two goals were combined, let's say, 12 yards out. You know? Kind of going yeah. back to your first point, uh, I am more than happy to have this team win games on, on goals that will never be up for goal of the week. That is absolutely fine by me. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be gorgeous. Just has to, just get it in the net. Shoot the puck. Shoot the puck, Latang. Shoot the puck. Uh, <laughs> talked about a little bit. Asamanu, uh, finally, the you know the carrier pigeon finally uh, got the contract back to where it needs to get back to. So he's finally uh, officially on the squad. Uh, comes right in. Probably is a, a byproduct of uh, Ardonia's uh, sitting for the red. You talked about a little bit. I was thoroughly impressed by his performance coming. I mean, I, you can't say it came in straight away like he just joined the team. He's been with them basically the entire time. So finally able to get a start. I, I liked what I saw out of him. I thought Piazzi had a nice game. Uh, Mark, I've, now that he played a little more central from what he's been doing otherwise, he had a quiet game, but... Kind of for what he's been doing, quiet is on the good side of things. Uh, Lopez playing that 10th spot, total surprise. Didn't see it coming. Um, kind of a quiet nod on his part, but if that's a guy that's going to give you some positional flexibility, then then all the better for it. Uh, Tola comes in as a substitute. In the 67th minute, he gets offside and then draws draws the attacker or the defender with him, which gets the what could have been Dequa's second goal uh, chalked off. A little disappointing there. Uh, DeShields gets his cameo appearance. Uh, Riot gets his his cameo appearance. Uh, talked about a little bit already. Burke failing uh, does not play. 
did not dress last weekend, so he uh, is is this a potential injury thing that we're just not hearing about, or is or is he actually done something to to play his way out of out of minutes? Uh, a little concerning on, on that front. Uh, your thoughts on on the absence of a Burke failing the last couple weeks? I I think you know the more I look back at his stats, we did put a lot of we did put a lot on him. I mean, he hasn't played a significant number of minutes. We're looking at three. 15, 23, and 45 in the first four games. So Which, really, the more I think about it, the He was more growing like, into oh. the season. He was. And maybe something happened, but I don't think because he was on the bench today or last game, I don't think he was... I don't think it's an injury. Um, I mean, it could still be injury-related from last week. Maybe he tweaked something in practice. If he doesn't play, at least in the Open Cup, I would be concerned that he did something or something happened where we might not see him again. Um, he might be getting the, the doghouse know. treatment. Yeah. Getting the, yeah. Getting the Dan Kelly um, uh, tour. Yeah, I was thinking that or... Uh, Dambrot, Robbie Dambrot, uh, treatment. Um, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, maybe we, I put a little too much stock in him in, in the beginning. Um, I liked how he played in preseason. I liked how he played, um, so far this year and, you know, got that equalizer in the third game that settled us with a draw, which is better than losing, you know, no point. One point is better than no points. So, um, but I don't, I don't know if maybe, I don't know. He was on the bench, so I'm hopeful. Um, but he almost feels like he's someone, he's a, he's a replacement for if whomever he's replacing is not playing well. And, and you know, we just went through the lineup and everyone played well. Um, so maybe that's it. Maybe he's like a savior kind of position um where if bob doesn't think someone's performing the way they should be they're coming out for burke um but i just i don't i don't know i'm i'm intrigued to see if he doesn't play this weekend or the open cup then i then i i'm gonna start sounding the alarm um but i don't know i don't know what we'll see out of him um yeah yeah and unrelated, but speaking of an actual confirmed injury, uh, Junior Eto was at the game um, with his his arm all wrapped up, I think all the way to his shoulder. So um, he came to the high five line, which was great. Um, it was great to see him. So um, he looks like he's doing all right. Definitely going to be out for an extended period of time, but it, it's good to see him in person, you know, after seeing the injury play out the way it did on TV. So I'm, I'm happy that he's back and wishing uh, a speedy recovery to him. Yeah, always a good sign when they're, they're at least making the public appearance um, as, as opposed to they just kind of are unseen for a while. Uh, yeah. Uh, 
outside of the the actual game itself, uh, five thousand plus through the gate at, at Highmark uh, on Woo-hoo. on an April game. I I don't know. I don't know what this gets attributed to. I don't know if it's increase in marketing. Doctor Holly, uh, the, the the dance mom brings them through. I don't. I <laughs> I I don't know. If that's the case, you know what? I I take back every mean thing that I kind of insinuated the last couple of weeks. Uh, Holly, uh, please come back every time. If that means a sellout. And I gotta say, again, April crowd five thousand plus. A pretty heavy rain comes in, what, about 12, 15 minutes into the game. People go for cover, but then come back out. So it still looks pretty full after the rain. And if anything, the crowd got the crowd got hotter after, yeah. after the shower. Like, that was an atmosphere or an energy or a vibe, however you want to phrase it, that I have not seen at a Highmark April game, maybe ever. I... However, this came to be, bottle it up, keep it coming because, uh, if, I mean, if we get what would be fifteen more of those type of crowds, shit, yeah, it's gonna be a good time. Um, I that if it was such a good vibe, that entire it felt like we were on a live wire. It just everyone was up, you know, at the top of their level. A lot of people suck it out through the rain whether it be in the stands or stuck it out under the stands and then came back out for the game. Um, the stands looked genuinely full. And even when people, if people didn't return to their seats, I saw a lot of people gathered behind the net on the opposing side to the Paul Child stand. Um, so people were still hanging out. They were like three uh, deep over there. People were still walking. Yeah. Yeah. And I was, I'm here for it. I mean, I think that, and, and I don't think as much as I want to attribute all of that to Dr. Holly, she didn't play a you know, huge role beyond the beginning of the game. Um, she did a little meet and greet next to the Paul Child stand. What, what, uh, was the there was cast. there a line of people to see her? I don't know. I never actually got the chance to walk over okay. there um, and see that. But I, I mean, but even then, if you're here for Dr. Holly get your signature and leave. But these people stuck it out. Everyone stuck it out. And so it makes me think that while she may have brought in a handful of people, um, they, I don't, I don't know what it was. I don't know. Maybe it was the nice weather um, in April. I mean, but it was a fantastic game. It, 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 the, the crowd was just amazing. Maybe it was the full $4 tickets prior to, Whatever it was, game, I mean, and I, I think you, it has to a certain degree. You have to acknowledge Pirates on the road that weekend, and yeah. the Penguins uh, have played their last game for the season. Because uh, I know a lot of times uh, the Penguins become a, a, a conflict uh, when the playoffs roll around. So that's not in play this year, and and the Pirates play on the road. So I mean, those two things also helped. Uh, yeah, or at least I mean, it certainly didn't hurt. And especially when the, when the Penguins are, are playing this time of year, yeah. Uh, if if this if this is stuff that that Jeff has has made happen, then then good on him. Um, uh, if it's Doctor Holly, then shit, lady, come on back. I got a beer waiting for you every game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the crowd. And 
there in and into it, which again, I blew me away. Absolutely blew me away. Uh, we did get an attendance number for the first game. That was not 5,000 people. It was 2,800 or so. So even if you add that in, they're probably averaging after two games just just under, shy of 4,000, probably in that 38, 39 range. So uh, let's keep that going. That'd be all for the better. Yeah. We, we do need to acknowledge a bit of controversy. Uh, our friends over at Mongols, Steve had an interview with uh, Al Dequa, Chico, and he asks about <laughs> the Chico nickname. And and Al says it was it was given to him by a lot of the kind of the Spanish speaking uh, players on last year's squad: Ordonez, Willie Yang. Um, Again, at, even before we started recording, I was blanking on a couple names. Uh, Rosales. Yes, uh, Rosales. Maybe one other person was was in the mix there too. So he's claiming that the the name started last year. Uh, we're on the street as you have some evidence that might contradict that. Yeah, my investigating reporting has discovered that on his Instagram, um, I say this mainly because uh, I just recently followed him and he uh, followed back, which I so appreciate. Uh, he has five pictures on his Instagram. Um, and going back to the very first one posted in August 2017, he uses the sole caption being hashtag Chico. Uh, so it makes me think that uh, this nickname might actually go further back than that. Um, and every, every, you know, p picture he posts always has that hashtag Chico and what looks like uh, an evil eye or something after his name. Um, or uh in 2020 it shifts to hashtag, hashtag chico nine um which makes sense but i i i think he might have does it make leg. sense uh <laughs> chico nine does all right if you say so. maybe i mean he's he's number nine so that's where i'm i'm pulling that makes sense but he the hashtag goes back further now whether that means something else to him I, I'm fully standing by that nickname he has had since at least 2017. There we go. I don't know. I don't know what I, I don't, I don't, I think he's pulling our leg. I think he wanted to, uh, to, to prop up his, uh, teammates and, and let them think that they came up with it. But, uh, it seems like it's been a nickname for him much longer than he, he seems to have informed us on, uh, Mongols earlier this week. We have to we have to confront so, him with confront him with the evidence. Do like the ambush <laughs> investigative journalism style. Chico, what does this mean? What what does right it here. say? Come on. <laughs> you posted this in 2017. What does that say? Get get him just What does that mean? Just nail him to the cross on his nickname. Let's go. <laughs> I got to say this. Let me say this about my man Chico. He's got four goals. Yeah. He had one shocked off with offside that questionable. I, mean, I see where they got to it, but I, a lot of times that you might get that one. And he had another one that was he was probably on that got shocked off for offside. The man could be at, it could easily be at, at six goals right now. Um, 
he's going to be the, you know, the he's going to be our leading goal scorer almost certainly as long as there's not an injury. And if there's an injury, who we might have some issues. Uh, but uh, knock on some wood. I mean, I hope this is the summer of Chico because it'll be a fine summer indeed. What Agreed. I do want to discuss I though. It- I hope it's the nickname. The summer of Chico. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of like that. I, I I hope I hope that that it's the the fact that he's come out you know and started saying call me Chico. I, I'm hoping that 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 is what propels. Put that on your on your Tifo thought list. The summer of Chico. Summer of Chico. Yeah. Uh, that man. There was uh, some really nice photographs from a couple different. A uh, couple of different photographers. Um, we tried to put them all up on the on the the twitters, the retweets. There was one photo of our boy Chico with like the <laughs> that man is so fucking photogenic. It disgusts me. Agreed. <laughs> like I, I I I would commit a felony to be that that just that. Uh, <sighs> Beautiful. <laughs> Yes, uh, he's just, a beautiful man. He is a beautiful man. I, I, he's never taken a photo where he looks he looks bad. It's it's ridiculous. I, I, I will give someone a dollar if you come to the next, whether it be watch party or uh, tailgate with an unflattering picture picture of Chico. I will give you a dollar if you can find one. Better luck with the four leaf clover. Because I don't think that man takes a bad photograph. Man is man it, is a photogenic is, man. It is um, as someone who who is who never looks good in a photograph. I am, I am disgusted. I am jealous. I am outraged. I am I am envious. <sighs> there's our there's our Chico watch, our weekly Chico watch that's now been going on. I kind of like it. Uh, Kenny Forbes makes team of the week. Good on him. Um, he he. He, he is in a squad with four people from Charleston Battery. I've never seen a, a team get four guys in in one week, but there we are. Good on the Battery. They're having a hell of a start to yeah. the season. But uh, Kenny, just just put that award up on the mantle next to the thousands of others you, you've racked up, my man. Um, I'm sure you in front of the the TIFO. <laughs> next to the TIFO, I'm, I I would assume your Steel Army Player of the Year award is is center on that mantle. He's probably Facts. he's got his uh, USL championship stuff probably on the one side, but the player of the year stuff right in the middle. So good on uh, good on Forbes. Um, another thing we need to discuss: the Gold Cup schedule has come out in the last couple of days, and how this impacts the Hounds or will almost certainly impact the Hounds is going to be with Jamali Waite. Uh, he, he's got to be at, at damn near a lock. For uh, the Jamaican national team, who is in the in the Gold Cup in the same um, group as the United States, their th- four three group games is June twenty fourth. That is against the USA, June twenty eighth, and then July second. So, and then who knows if they get out of the group where it goes from there? I haven't researched that far into it, but you're going to have to assume uh, we are going to be without. A Jamali wait uh, for that stretch, at least those couple of weeks, possibly even more. Uh, so yeah, it it's going to be step up time for for one of these two uh, one of these two guys who uh, are not Jamali, and we'll probably yeah. get a look at that at least one of them 
probably on Tuesday in the Open Cup. We'll discuss that in a little bit. What are your thoughts on an, uh, an extended period without without Jamali? It's like it's bittersweet. Uh, I'm good for him. I mean, he's a fantastic goalie. He, uh, we are so lucky we have him. Um, and and um, I will reiterate this time and time again. Put that man's name on a contract, sign, seal, deliver it right now. Um, we have to we have to lock him down because he is an amazing he's he's been has had has had an amazing start to this year so far um so it wouldn't surprise me if he gets the call up i mean whether it be starting or backup he's got to be somewhere in a significant role on that team um so i'm it's bitter because you know we will lose him but i it's good you know good for him i I'm here for it. Um, we have seen one goalie replace him so far, um, and that would be Christian Gardner. I'm leaning to think that that will probably be who we see a majority of the time, but I do also want to see uh, Jonathan Gomes um, play. So I'm I'm leaning more towards, and we can talk about this more in depth for the Open Cup, but um, we haven't seen Jonathan play yet um in regular season play um but i i feel confident in uh christian's play he he played really well um the the goal that he gave up in the game in game three that he played i don't and i said this on houndsy uh you know when we were talking about it post game i don't fault him for it um it was just an ugly play all around um so i i think he did really well and I and I'm excited to see where he grows and both of them studying under Jamali um I mean you have to think it's not only good for Jamali being that kind of leader but having both of them to study under an international international goalkeeper Jamali Waite must be I mean like I mean like there's, there's also you know they got John Bush in there as well who's who's doing his thing also true yeah, international goalkeeper, John, John Bush. Woot, woot. So, yeah. I mean, I they're studying under two amazing goal, you know, the goalkeeper coach and the, the starting goalkeeper. So I definitely think that, you know, we'll see some, some solid playing out of them. So I, you know, appreciate him going, you know, and I, I don't think that anyone in their right mind would say that we would have to, you know, in any way want to hold him back from, you know, living his true potential, you know, playing to his true potential. So, um, as long as, as, long as that potential he, is not a shutout against go. the United States. Agreed. Sorry, Jamali. <laughs> That'll be a hard game to watch. <laughs> you, you can start the other game. Just don't um, start that one. Agreed. Agreed. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see that. Um, it's an interesting schedule and, you know, we might lose him for, for a little bit, but, um, yeah, I, I, I have, I have high hopes for him. So Hounds versus El Paso yeah, Saturday night, 9 30 PM, uh, El Paso, kind of a weird start to the season. Uh, two wins, a draw, three losses. Uh, they lost to to Detroit, Burr. 
that was in El Paso, if I'm not mistaken. It was in El, in El Paso. So there's there's your bad loss. But then they followed up with what's going to be their, their good win. 3 nothing against Louisville the following game, even though Louisville was kind of playing a, a their B-minus squad. They had a, between red cards and some injuries, they were they were a, a bit depleted. Uh, 2-2 versus Tulsa. They do lose in their second-round Open Cup game to Union Omaha. Uh, they are now coming off of a win against Orange County at home, so they're going to stay at home and as the as the Hounds go to them. Uh, looking at the the El Paso uh, roster, it's going to be a lot of names that uh, most people here are not going to to recognize. Um, no former Hounds on here. Uh, yeah. Uh, I've been trying to, to find a, a, a way to sell this this game, this cross conference game uh, to to anyone outside of just being a, a psychopath for the hounds. Uh, Ariel, do you want to take take a crack on on selling this game or selling uh, El Paso as a as a some you know a squad you, you're going to be interested in watching? I mean, it's hard. It's this is a it's a hard game. Um, I will say it is. Um, Earth Day, and they are doing an Earth Day celebration. Um, whether we'll see any of that on this, the the coverage is is to be uh, do they have seen like a, do that they have like day. An Earth but, Day um, kit or something? They're I I not that they've announced, uh, but they're going to talk about their sustainability and sustainable initiatives um, for the team, um, which be would be interesting to hear. And if we don't get to hear it, that'll you know stink. I I love that they're embracing that and they're they're living up to it. So I want to see a, a, a an Earth Day kit. We've seen a couple of other um, teams drop similar Earth conscious kits. So. Um, not in the USL, but just in general. Um, so I we'll we'll see. Um, beyond the fact that I mean, their first they started the season with three losses. Uh, the first three games were losses, and they've just been kind of coming up since then. Um, we're looking at yeah, like you said, Louisville City. That was a surprise to me. Um, but that's kind of only that's been their only big win so far. Um, so I think that I don't. There is so hard to judge this team, and I can't really figure out where where to sit with them. Um, they are coming off of a two week break, um, so maybe that's that's the draw. Uh, come see a two week rested El Paso um, yeah put, play put, the, the good, put, the put good that guys. on the commercial right there yeah. <laughs> I don't it's there's not really anything beyond like I said beyond Earth Day but they're not doing anything um, where it's screaming they're celebrating Earth Day um, by refusing know, come, to, to get out of a baseball stadium and build their own damn place yeah which Weirdly enough, I accidentally clicked to get tickets, and it takes you to the Major League uh, Baseball um, Ticketmaster. So that threw me off. It's the MLB.tickets.com. What's, what's, what, what's the, the minor league team? <laughs> is it like the El Paso Chihuahuas or something like that? 
Is that their Marley team? Yes. Yeah, the Chihuahuas. The Chihuahuas. That's yeah. the first thing that came up when I typed in El Paso. So, an interesting <laughs> team to play with. Beautiful. Uh, so that is nine thirty. Uh, no CW, so you're gonna need to be on the, be on your. ESPN Plus subscriptions or your buddy's ESPN Plus subscription or, or you know, however you, you, you find a way to watch that game, you're going to you're gonna have to do that. Uh, my plan is to be at Bulldog for the game. Uh, hopefully some of uh, you... Mine too. You know, that's okay. There we go. So we, we got that going on. Uh, Bulldogs, big big fan of their wings if we're going to come back to Wing Chat. Oh, no, Wing Chat was before we started recording. Ooh. Whoopsies. That's true. Yeah, we'll move on. Um, so yeah, nine thirty. Be at Bulldog, uh, or or not, or or just be at your own house watching ESPN Plus. But but have that game on, damn it. Uh, but the next time we could all be together is going to be next Tuesday. Uh, for all all us Open Cup sickos can go get our fix down at Highmark Stadium as the Hounds host the Maryland Bobcats. Not in the second round like last year, but the third round this year. Uh, that's a seven o'clock kickoff on Tuesday, twenty fifth. I think is that date if I remember off off top my head here yes my question for you because we're not going to be able to research too much into the bobcats Uh, bob loves using these types of games to get rotation on his his playing squad Uh, give me a couple names that we haven't seen a lot of that you think we'll be seeing on tuesday night i think I think we're gonna we're not gonna see Jamali. Um, that's uh, that one. I would probably Agreed. put. I would I would put money on. I think that confidently I would say Christian. We're gonna see Christian Garner again. Um, but I'm hopeful that we see a little bit of uh, uh, go Matt go. It's it's gonna be Garner. Um, I got a feeling the Bob. But, uh, yeah, I have a. I think Bob's sticking with two Bob's keepers until he's something. until he's forced to. No, I think it, you might get. Uh, Gomes might be your, the guy on, on the on the backup. He might be the backup. It may not be you know Jamal yeah. might be in street clothes, but in terms of of uh, three guys seeing minutes as a without being forced to, I I got some doubts. But who knows? Maybe with Jamal being gone for the Gold Cup, maybe there is a, ba- a plan in, in place. But I yeah, I'd be surprised. That's true. I think. We're just going to see a little bit more of uh, Michael DeShields. We've only seen him for uh, two minutes so far. Um, he has not played a game before last week's. Um, I want to think that we're going to see Burke, but you know, like I said earlier, I don't know. If, if, if we don't see him, I want to see him in the Open Cup. If we don't, um, I will you know, raise the red flag. I will, I will question it. I'm going to throw it out there that we might get to see uh, Anders uh, Bordeaux. Yes, that's our, the name I was going to be bringing up. Uh, yeah, our academy contract. I have a feeling uh, we might he might see some minutes, whether it be as a late game sub or he's starting. I, I want to see I want to see him play. Let me let me uh, throw, put him in let there. me throw out my my theory on this. I think Blackstock gets the start. Maybe yeah. Kiz, maybe he plays twos up and then Kiz is up there as well. I think Blackstock gets a start. If things are going well and they're not chasing the game, I think we get we see some Anders Badoy action. Get him officially on the squad. If if there's an issue, I I still think uh, Chico is on the bench and he comes on if if 
if they're chasing it or, or trying to avoid uh, penalty kicks. But if things are going well, I think we do see some Anders Bedoy. I will say last year uh, we saw Wyatt Borso in Open Cup, uh, the first Open Cup game that we played for the full 90 minutes. Um, and then he didn't play the second Open Cup. So I I, I definitely feel like we can confidently say that, that Anders will be on the bench, whether it be in the starting 11 or the the 18. Um, I I think my front line, I think I'm going to put uh Blackstock and uh Tola in that in that beginning in the in the forward position. Um with maybe Kizza as a as a bench. Um I think that that Deke was going to be in street clothes. I I think that we might not see him. But I don't know. Uh, I don't want to put all the 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 waiting on that, but um, I definitely don't think that Kenny, I don't, I feel like Kenny's going to be in straight clothes, but I don't, I don't know. He was, he, was, don't he, was, he was on the bench for the game last year. Oh, uh, so he might be, it might be bench. I think we'll see uh DZ. We haven't seen him. Since. That was your name. I was going to bring up because that guy's been on a milk carton so far. <laughs> he, uh, we had him uh game four, uh, for, for 23 minutes, but not since then. Um, I don't think he's traveled, so we'll, I think we'll see some of that. And I don't really see maybe Osmanu, um, just so he can get a couple more minutes since since the carrier pigeon took so long. Um, and maybe Trevor. I mean, Trevor um, got a lot of minutes game five, but not he only got two minutes last last game. So. Um, Maybe he might he might be one that that has a couple more extra minutes. I'm gonna build a build a suggested my my guessing lineup. That's what I'll start doing now. I'm gonna build my lineup, stick it on my laptop, and then next time we record, uh, see what see what my lineup looks like compared to to what actually happened. Yeah, I I think for me the name. The name that I'm interested in. What what do you do with the Nate Dos Santos? That's a good question. Because the the guy's been eating up minutes, and I think part of it is who who comes in to spell him when he when he comes out of a game or when, when he doesn't play. Like, is is there like a true backup for what he's doing on the squad this year? He, uh, I figure out where I put this. He does. He has been pulled out early in games before, and so far this year, um, he, the I first mean, couple he, of games this he, season, he was only getting seventy nine, sixty three, sixty seven minutes. Till recently, he wasn't getting that full, those full ninety. Um, Rivera came on and, for him against Colorado. Joe came on for him in the first three games this season. Ish. Maybe? Or Luke. But Luke got a start last week. Yeah, Failing came on for him in the Miami game. I don't know. 
I don't. What, what he does what for he this did. team right now is just. I don't think there's. I don't think there's like an appropriate. Do we have a second left back on this team? And because I, I got questions. But this might. I, don't, be... I think. I think we've seen, uh, Biasi play left back a couple of times. I think he's more comfortable, as a right back, um, or a midfield. We saw him play high up on the field last game, so. Maybe that's all thrown out the window, but I don't, I think that of all of our, you know, starters, I think that he might be the one that gets the call up. Uh, he played uh, 90 minutes and then 104 minutes in both the Open Cups last year. So he did get a decent chunk of time last year. Um, and I think Toby might have come in for him last year if i'm mathing correctly um toby had 16 minutes last year at the second open cup so i i don't think we have he might be the one starting um like beyond i don't know luke the shield i haven't really seen him play every game starter who's definitely starting the open cup uh robbie martz yeah He's, That's he's, true. Especially if Kenny's not going to be there, I, I think Mertz, Mertz it has to be in there. Uh, yeah, the back line. I think Asamata goes in there. Uh, yeah. Hogan, I'm assuming, gets in there. Um, maybe, maybe. I, I, part of me says Farrell gets the minutes, but then Ardonia's just eats up minutes all the time, no matter what. Like he's got the little uh, spark plug going to him. So I'll say one of those two for different reasons. Uh, I yeah. actually, I, the more I think about, it, I do like your shout of Kizza being the guy on the bench and not Dequa. I do like that. I yeah, I think. I have confidence in Kizza. I mean, not that I don't have confidence in Dequa, but I think that if if we needed that replacement at some point, have Tola be the guy starting and Kizza's the the bench option. Yeah. And, yeah. And the Anders and the Anders Bordoy. Anders Bordoy. I he's getting a call up. I'm I'm gonna say it right now with my full chest. I put a dollar on this. Anders Bordoy. So I mean, so you you've got a dollar for Anders Bedoy coming in the game. You got a dollar on a bad Chico photo. Yeah. You're just running around flush with dollar bills, eh? <laughs> just singular dollar bills. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I I'm intrigued to see what happens. I I watched the Maryland game, their uh, first round or their last most recent round. Um, they had a, a weird game. Lots of red cards. That oh, was a, that was a, that was a super goofy game. Oh, uh, you yeah, know that's was... good. I didn't even think about that. The, all those red cards means those guys can't play this this week, or they won't be able to play against us. Well, looks like it's just they had one Richard guy. Forca, just one. Yeah. So he so won't he, be... he can't. Yeah. Yeah, that guy won't be playing. So fuck him. But I mean, it looks like they went. I mean, the, the third goal for. The Bobcats came in the one twenty plus three minute. So, yeah, um, I think I was actually I had that game flipped on at that point. 
think I was watching the last 20 minutes or something. Yeah. So anyways, uh, that is that is Tuesday night. Uh, be, be a sicko. Get down the high mark. Watch it up a cup game. I haven't even seen the weather forecast, but I assume it's going to be like overcast slash drizzling oh. with rain, as as an Opa Cup game should be. So dress appropriately, get down there, uh, be a sicko. I feel like we should we should be giving out like gold stars for the for the psychopath to show for Open Cup games. Be that Our be Cup that sicko. Yes. Yeah. And we we're, we're talking about like giving like doing like merit badges for like Tifa and stuff. There needs to be the Open Cup sicko merit badge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put it on a shirt. Yep. <sighs> Absolutely. <sighs> and then we'll be back uh, sometime after after that game on Tuesday. Uh, presumably next Wednesday we'll we'll attempt to record this again. Uh, Ariana, f- final thoughts, words of wisdom for the for the people out there that that have somehow gone an hour with us tonight. <laughs> um words of wisdom. I don't know. I don't, I don't have good wisdom, not today, okay, but, um, watch, watch the game. Come to Bulldogs. Uh, that's my word of wisdom. Um, watch El Paso at Bulldogs with us, um, this we, weekend. We did a poor job to. of selling you on El Paso, but you should definitely watch that yeah. game. Hopefully at Bulldogs. It's a word of, word, word of wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> So we'll see we'll see you at Bulldog on Wednesday night. We will or Saturday night. We will see you at Highmark on Tuesday night. We'll be back in your ear holes next Wednesday or Thursday. That should, for the most part, uh, to wrap us out of here. So so, damn it, let's just do that now. We'd like to thank the Beautiful Game Network for providing the online hosting of Houndsy. Check out the wealth of soccer content being produced weekly at BGN.FM. The Houndsy theme music was composed and performed by Rocketman and the Space Babies. Check them out at facebook.com slash spacebabiespgh. The show is produced by Joe Majorek. Email the show at pghstewarmy at gmail.com. Put podcasts in the subject line. All complaints about the show can be sent to nick.noble at mail.wvu.edu. On behalf of Ariana, I am Dan Yost. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back again soon.